you count everything already? Mm-hmm. What was it to end it personally? 66. Which was everything, not just what was designated for your end. Does that make sense? That n nothing online, though. That's just all in person. That's just in person. I'm assuming that's a lot more than in person than normal. More teeth. The large ones or just end up breaking up pretty. The one, and there was another 8,500, and then I saw something. No, but I just kind of broke okay. A couple 1,000, a couple 1,200. Glance will keep seven minutes. Um, okay. Oh, I'm writing questions. Hold on, hold on. You don't have to write questions. Oh, I do have to no, write questions. Don't. Oh, I know, I do. You don't know this. You don't have to write questions. Now you can tell me for dinner. You just say, Welcome to the week weekly rundown. Hey, we're in week. Do you not know that I need to plan everything in advance? Do you not know this about me? Mm -hmm. How long have we been working together? Nine and a half years. And you're just finding out you're going to do this weekly rundown? Oh, that's I guess. <laughs> I know you know that. Uh, I don't think he remembers that. Oh, I know. Okay, I'll do one more and then we're good. How many questions you got? Three. That's all I need. Okay, this is what I got. You made the point that Jesus leads us to the mountaintop. Why is that important to remember? Why was it important for there to be witnesses of Jesus' transfiguration? And why do you think the voice of God scares people? So good? Yeah? No? Maybe? Sure. Do you want we'll me to go. make any other points? No, that would be fine. Okay, I'll try. You just say, welcome to the weekly rundown. I'm Connie. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about God on the mountain. Is that the name of this, this message was God on the mountain? That's what I put in there. I don't know if they come up with something fancier, <laughs> but that's, that's in my head. I just. Okay, here we go. Okay, I thought you were going to say go. Go. <laughs> Take two. Welcome to the weekly rundown, guys. We're just going to talk about uh, the message this week, which was God on the mountain. God on the mountaintop. Kind of felt like Lord of the Ring-ish kind of feel. Yeah. Pastor Daniel, Connie, just in case you don't know who we are, right? Yeah. Connie. And I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you. Nice. Oh, sorry. Can't, can't shake hands right now. Virtual fist bump. Elbow. Anyway, we're glad you're here. <laughs> This is my first time doing this. Can you tell? No. That's okay. We're going to get through it. Got to go with it. Just okay. roll with it. Just roll. 
Okay, so we talked about last week, we talked about God in the valley, but this time mm-hmm. God on the mountaintop, and I think that's where we all like to be, right? On the mountaintop? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we, you know, we we learn about God on the mountain, but we get to know Him when we're really in the valley. And most of our lives are spent in the valley. I mean, if you think about it, life's full of highs and lows and ups and downs, and uh, most of your life is going to be somewhere in the valley, but when those mountaintop experiences come, we should, we should be excited about it, but there's some Things I point out this week that really should get our attention when we're in those mountaintop experiences. Okay. Okay. So you talked about Jesus led like his inner circle up to the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. And so why is that important to remember that it's, they didn't lead themselves up there? Why, like, why is it important to remember well, Jesus? Well, when I was reading through that, what really stuck out to me was, you know, if we're always in a valley and if he's leads you up, that means you had to be down. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a valley, you're down. In the plains, you're down. All recognize that experience, right? So it's good to know that he's the one that's going to bring you out of the valley up. He's the one. Now, obviously, we wish it was like yesterday, right? We wish we could control the time that he leads us up. But I think there's something God wants to teach us in the valley. And honestly, the faster, in my personal opinion, the faster we learn what that is, the faster we can move on through that valley. Sometimes when my valley comes in our life, the first thing we want to do is ask somebody to pray it out of our life. Pray that it goes away, Amen. get rid of it, get yeah, over it, go under it, go around it, and but you got to go through it. And I don't know the length of the time why God allows valleys to linger, but for me, when I realize the faster I try to get to not why are you doing this, but what you want me to learn from this, uh, it seems like the faster my perspective changed to start somewhat come out of the valley. Do you think we kind of have a little bit of say in the time that we go through that, maybe in some circumstances? It could be, because a lot of times we think we're waiting on God, but God's waiting on us, Mm -hmm. waiting for you to change your perspective, waiting for you to be obedient, waiting for you to do whatever he's asked you to do yet. So sometimes we're like, God, where are you? I'm waiting on you. He's like, I'm waiting on you. We're waiting on everyone else to change, whereas God's waiting on us to change, maybe. I know for me, that's kind of hard to to change myself, but. So yeah, so I mean, so, and that specific passage, it's very easy to miss that, but. He's the one that led them up. He took them to the top of the mountain. So, so why do you think Jesus wanted people to, like those three to see his transfiguration? Like, what was the point of that? Well, uh, obviously, Peter, James, and John was his inner circle. That was his people he rolled with. I mean, he had twelve disciples. He had hundreds of disciples, but twelve kind of close, and then three was kind of his inner circle that he actually used to build the church. Peter, James, and John in a great way. But the Old Testament law required that if you are going to testify to something to be truthful that you needed a two to three witnesses. So the Bible says there, he said he took them. He didn't have to take them, but he took them, and he was keeping the law. So, And we know they did talk about it. We know that Peter talks about it, that he beheld his majesty and saw it. John talked about it, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So they did talk about it. Um, so it was more of a keeping with the law that two or three people were actually going to testify to truth. It's not just one person's opinion. Mm-hmm. Two or three people saw what actually took place, which I would have been pretty cool to see if you were in person. Oh, I can't even imagine. Like, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> well, that brings me to another point. Like, they heard the voice of God, and they were terrified. Like, we're, don't you feel like you would also be in that? Like, in the Bible, all over the place, it's you see God or you hear God, and you're terrified. I mean, why does that bring such fear to people? You know, uh, so in that context there, that basically you have Peter, James, and John, and uh, Peter goes on this crazy building campaign rant, rant, let's go and build a tabernacle for Moses and Elijah. By the way, Moses and Elijah, how do they even know it was them? Like, they must have been talking about their names. That name tags. I know they didn't see no photo ID, you know. Sure. Uh, So they're talking about, and then he said, let's stay here. God obviously said, no, I got other plans. You got to go back down with, you know, off the mountain. And, um, and, And so at that moment, 
God got their attention by surrounding them with the cloud, which I talked a little bit about that. I think that's the cloud that led them by day, my personal opinion. I got it, came to Solomon's temple and, and all that stuff. But the cloud was the presence of God. And then he spoke to them. And they actually heard an audible voice. Now, personally, I've never heard the audible voice of God. I've never heard it audibly. Now, there's been times where God's clearly, I just had an impression. I know, like I know my name is God. So why are people so terrified? I think really it's the context. And I think is what he tells you. If God tells you, hey, it's going to be okay, I'm going to do that for you, you're probably not going to be terrified. Right. If God said, hey, here's what's going to happen, Peter, you're going to deny me, and you're going to deny me three times, but it's okay, I prayed for you, it's going to be okay. Like, what do you mean? And now I'm frustrated or anxious about this is what's going to happen. Hey, I know you think this, but here's what's going to happen in your life. So I think it really depends on what God's trying to say to you. Um, I, don't, I don't know necessarily if I look back at my own personal life that as God has spoken that has terrified me scared me it has been and since like god says go start a church right that it's a little bit scary that was very scary <laughs> leave no you know have no money no job no place to live no building no people no congregation and just go that is like it was it's kind of awkward how i said god said it i know so clearly so there was the peace mm -hmm. but then there was the back so i was like oh my gosh how are we gonna do this and scared to death like the so, day to day i don't know yeah so i think when god speaks to you a lot of times it's what i look for is peace. I could be scared, like, oh gosh, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I have a peace about it. Because I don't think peace is just a feeling, it's a person, it's his presence. So when people come to me and say, I'm trying to make a big decision, I don't know if I'm scared, I don't know if I should do this or not, should I do this or that? I say, which one do you have peace about? Which one do you feel like peace leads you to? Um, and sometimes it's not even what their preference is. I want that, but I think more peaceful, I feel like this, then maybe you should follow what that peace feeling is. Right. Okay. So I think it could be both there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Just for be me personally. obedient in, in that piece. Yeah. Be obedient. Even yeah. though when you don't know, be obedient. So, um, and I don't mean you're not going to be scared or, or anxious about something. It's just, I think the piece begins to change your perspective and that perspective begins to change how you feel. Because mm -hmm. it's really your feelings follow your thoughts. So the quicker I can get my thoughts on him, which in a valley, it's not. It's always on the valley. On the mountaintop, it's not on him. It's always on, hey, things good. Right. Job's right. good. Finance is good. Kids are good. Life is good. So I really don't, I'm just kind of self-sufficient here. So I don't need, and that was the whole point of this message was, no, no, even on the mountaintop, get your eyes on Jesus. Only he is the one that should be focused on, even on the mountaintop experience. That's usually coming when we drop our guard because, hey, life's good. Don't need nothing right now. Sure. Things are pretty smooth. Um, but I think 2020 has caught everybody off guard and hopefully, we will be grateful for even the small things of going out to eat with friends, to going visiting your family, to telling you people you love them. Don't take them for granted. For sure. Absolutely. I think that has taught us that this year. Has but I'm looking that. for a mountaintop experience. I think we all are. Aren't we always looking for the mountaintop Lord, experience? Lord, is now the time to lead on up, <laughs> right? Take us to the mountain. Let's go back. And we know right on the hills of that would be a valley again, but that's life. Yes, yes. Unfortunately and fortunately. Right. Like you said, God talks to us. Like reaches out, we get to know him more in the valley, even mm -hmm. though so, sometimes. So yeah. Okay, guys, this is the 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 rundown with oh my Pastor gosh. Daniel. Seven minutes and forty six seconds. Oh my goodness, who Great who time. knew he could be that short, right? So good. Looking forward Connie to Connie's awesome first time. So way to go for comments, hands up, praise, claps in the comments. <laughs> way to go, Connie. Okay, guys, we will see you again right here next week. Great job.